is January 4th, 2021, and uh, it's it's a new year, so this is the first episode of the podcast, and the first episode of 2021, and I uh, just wanted to give you a recap of my 2020, and uh, talk about what I'm going to work on next year, so... I started running. I got really obsessed with running, and I went from not being able to run a mile without stopping to being able to run a half marathon in about all in about two or three months. And during that, I lost probably thirty something pounds. So I went from two oh six down to one seventy ish, and then now I'm back up to to one eighty five. Uh, trying to gain, trying to gain muscle. I stopped running so much, and I just started working out. And uh, yeah, the biggest news of 2020 for me was that my friend. So I have this friend. His name's Gator Tooth, and we have been friends for about 10 years now. Uh, we've been pretty much talking on the phone every single day for 10 years. For anywhere from one to three hours a day. It's very strange to most people. But the strangest thing about that is we have never even lived in the same city. So we've basically just had a long-distance friendship for 10 years. And he finally dumped that worthless girl down in San Antonio, cut off ties via email, and moved up here to Dallas where he belongs. So now... Um, now we hang out a lot and we started going to the gym together. Uh, I've been on a few hunting trips with him. We went quail hunting a few times. Uh, we went to Oklahoma. We went to Matador WMA, which is kind of near the panhandle of Texas. Um, and we've gone out just shooting, uh, training his dog. Just out in a random field around Dallas. Done that a few times. So we have not gotten any wild birds yet, but we have another trip planned for 20, or sorry, we have another trip planned this this month, actually. It's coming up in two or three weeks. Um, so that's exciting. And then I got a new hunting partner this year. This guy that I used to work with, he has been, I, I don't know, I think he might be plotting to murder me or something because he's being as nice as a human could possibly be to someone, like as generous with his resources as you could possibly be. He basically took me out on his lease and took me on a guided deer hunt where he let me shoot three deer and uh, pretty much skinned a ball for me. He's making some custom bullets for my rifle at no charge and then I uh, then just recently we we talk fairly often on the phone even though he, he lives out in West Texas but he invited me to go turkey hunting with him this spring and he said he's oh he also took me on a hog hunt at night um, and I got a got a hog 
but he he said he wants me to come back out. I was telling him I'm a little low on deer meat already, and he was like, "Well, why don't you why don't you come out here, go hog hunting with me, and I'll send you home with obviously whatever meat you get from the hogs you kill, and then I'll send you home with some deer meat as well because he has an abundance of deer meat. He shot 15 deer last year, so he's got a ton of meat." And he said he would give him some. So he's just been like, I, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what I did to deserve a friend like that, but he has been super nice to me. So better watch out, Gator Tooth. He's uh, coming for your spot. So that's been pretty much my 2020. Um, my dog's still alive, to my surprise. I think he's only going to live to about four years old. And I think he's about to turn three so this could be his last year um he's he's just really big and he's gonna have hip problems and stuff like that so uh, that that kind of leads me to my resolutions which my main resolution is to be more positive uh, so i'm just gonna say i don't know maybe barrel of five years let's look on the bright side maybe he will um, but yeah, that's, I, I've been told, and I don't necessarily agree with this, I can come off as negative sometimes, and sometimes I complain about things. Again, I don't necessarily agree with this, but this is what people tell me, so I'm going to try to be positive around them because I understand how I, I make myself laugh by complaining about stuff, but I can see how it might come off. Maybe not come off the wrong way, but when you're around someone who's just like constantly negative, and even if they're joking, I think it just kind of kills the energy in the room. So I would hate to be that person. I like to make people laugh and uh, share my wisdom with people because I am a genius. I've, I'm sorry. Let's go back to 2020 updates. That's the biggest update of 2020 is I figured out, rather other people figured out, I guess they already knew, but they shared it with me. I've had multiple friends call me a genius lately. And I do take uh, smart shrooms. So I take... I take like mushrooms, like cordyceps, uh, raishi, and lion's mane mushrooms every day. And I think it's making me smarter because I, I've had so many people call me a genius lately. So, yeah, that's that's the biggest update uh, of the year. So, anyways. Um, so, yeah, I don't like to – I don't want to suck the energy out of the room. I want to add energy to the room. So, I'm going to try to be more positive for all those little pansies who can't handle my hot takes. Um, so, yeah, speaking of hot takes, what I was going to do, and speaking of being positive, what I was planning on doing was doing like one hot take per episode, and then I was just going to basically complain about something, which... I have written down 
to complain about seatbelts. That it's mandatory to wear seatbelts specifically. So what I decided to do instead, and I'm not going to lie, it has opened my mind a little bit. What I decided to do was take that hot take and then look up the opposing view and see if I can change my own mind, see if I can see the other side of the argument. Um, and I'm not saying I'll always uh, be able to change that, but I think that on my quest to be positive, it's important to be open-minded. So I need to, to back off my ideas a little bit, research them, because honestly, I just kind of look at these things with logic, and I don't necessarily look at the real reason. So, so my logic on seatbelts is just that like it doesn't affect anyone but you. So how can the government step in and force you to wear them? Or, or they take money from you. That just sounds like they're being a bully and abusing their power. So that's, that's what I've always thought. Um, but I did find this article, and you be the judge, but for me, it actually did make a lot of sense. Um, and it's from the Bellingham Herald. So shout out to the Bellingham Herald. It's in uh, Washington State. It's a newspaper, and it talks about, let's see, B.D. Thompson of Washington State Patrol demonstrates the catapult, like catapult, but it's catapult, which, now that I'm reading that, I'm wondering if catapult originated i'm gonna have to research this did it originate from like medieval times like when they had catapults they were just slinging cats into the kingdom to to annoy the the kings or whatever that's like some serious psychological warfare as opposed to just hurling rocks it's just gonna hit the side of the building maybe maybe make a hole or something but like cats think about it they Number one, anyone who has been around feral cats knows that they are the closest thing to the devil that exists on earth. They're super aggressive. They act like they own the place. They have fleas. They just, uh, they're just gross. They piss on everything. And they all, I, I'm not going to say, Look, I'm trying to be more positive. I need to stop complaining about cats. But I will say, that would be, I think, an effective effective tool. If you're slinging cats into the kingdom, you're probably going to spread fleas and stuff like that, which fleas carry diseases. And uh, you, you could take out a whole kingdom in that way. Maybe that was like the first biological warfare was slinging cats into, like, over the castle walls. I'm pretty sure, you have to fact check me on this, but I'm pretty sure that's how, I don't know where I was going with that part, but um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's where Catapult came from, so, uh, but now I'm thinking, cats, cats also, they eat rats, and I think back in the medieval times, 
rats were like spreading diseases everywhere, like the Black Plague. And they actually have fleas themselves. And they were probably getting into all the grain. Imagine they just had like sacks of grain that they eat. And so they just had these big rooms with grain, like big burlap sacks just full of grains. And the rats get in there and just eat it all and infect it. And yeah, so maybe the cats were, were actually, maybe they were appalted. Maybe they were pulted over the walls uh, on purpose. Maybe the king sent those over the walls himself on his own kingdom to try to get the rat populations under control. But I don't know. That's a that's an interesting thing. I'll have to research that at a later date. I got really sidetracked. I was reading. I didn't even get one sentence into this. B.D. Thompson of the Washington State Patrol demonstrates the catapult, which shows how kids without seatbelts can be injured in a car wreck. Um, yeah, that's not really relevant. Okay, so question, why are seatbelts mandatory when it affects only the person who chooses not to wear it? I've heard of people who survived crashes by being thrown from the car while the passenger using the seatbelt died or people who drowned because they crash into water and can't get their seatbelt off. I think I should be able to make my own personal safety decisions. Answer, where do I start? Let's look at the numbers. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, blah, blah. Basically, it's just saying it's way more dangerous to not wear a seatbelt. It increases the fatality rate to not wear seatbelts. That's not really my argument, though. My argument is it only affects you. scroll through here here we go but what about the argument that it only affects the people who choose not to wear it this is just a myth perpetuated by people who can't see beyond themselves aka me injuries and fatalities that could have been prevented through seatbelt use impact the first responders the hospital staff the friends and family of the victim and every citizen that contributes tax dollars to fund medical services. Well, first of all, it impacts them by giving them jobs. So you're welcome. You're welcome to all the nurses out there for having jobs because of us patriots not wearing seatbelts. Um, no, I can see that. That makes sense. I guess I never really looked at it that way because the way it's because it's a public service so if you get in an accident i think the tax thing is, is the big one so if you get in an accident and it's you know, whatever you weren't wearing a seatbelt, you get slung slung out and uh so now you need medical attention uh the, the first responders have to come and respond to that i don't think they have a choice um in fact i was with a EMT one time we were driving and he was telling me if he sees a he always keeps like like medical stuff in his car his like personal car because if he saw an accident or saw someone injured he would be uh, oblig he's obligated to stop and help them 
Um, you just have to. So and and yeah, so taxpayer dollars are paying for that because you chose not to wear a seatbelt. Now you need attention from this medical staff. Um, yeah. Okay. I get it. So you're you're taking up basically. You're using the resources, so other people are paying taxes because because of your choices. Makes sense. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, that's just literally something I've never thought of. I don't know why. It seems pretty straightforward. Um, so I don't know where I stand. I think I changed my mind on it, but at the same time, I'm still going to say if everyone wore seatbelts, there would probably be less medical staff. So job market be a little more competitive um, yeah the old Bellingham Herald you heard it here first in 2016 that's when that article was written um, I do have a I'm, I'm doing Q&A's so you want to write in some questions I'll answer them I had some questions written in and they were pretty bad I'm sorry to the listener who wrote this in, but I'm not even going to bother covering them because they're just bad. I need you to send me better questions. Like, for example, one of the questions was how to install sheetrock. Like, I, how am I, first of all, if you don't know how to install sheetrock, why are you listening to this podcast? It should be your number one priority to get out there and learn how to install sheetrock. And that's not something... I think I'm going to be able to do over a podcast. I think you're going to have to actually be hands-on and uh, and learn it firsthand. So I I don't know. I don't think that you can learn that just just on a podcast. So, anyways, come up with some better questions and send them to me. You need to stop listening to this podcast right now. You know who you are. You need to go Google this, watch a YouTube video, something actually that you can. You can physically see and learn how to do that. Don't do anything else with your life until you learn how to do that because you're walking a tightrope of life. If you don't know how to install sheetrock, you are literally walking a tightrope every single day. So you just need to be careful. Go learn that for your own good and then get back to me. Um, And now that I've sent him away... I have zero listeners. So to all you other non-listeners out there, write in some questions, some better questions than that guy. Um, There are stupid questions, but I'm okay with stupid questions as long as you know how to install sheetrock. I can't respect you as a man if you don't know how to do that. Women too. Women need to know how to do that as well. Everyone needs to know how to do that. So, just figure it out. Um, I did. I have a would you rather. Uh, it's basically would you rather give up social media or eat the same meal every day? The reason I picked this is because um, I get to give you my stance on social media, and I also wish I could eat the same meal every day. So I would rather give up social media. And eat the same meal every day is my answer. Um, 
which I, I just think my problem with social media is that people tend not to live in the real world. They get so wrapped up. It's not just social media. It's the news, too. So it's all forms of media. I think you just, like, fill your head, fill your life, fill your brain space with all this information for all these things that are happening around the world, all these forest fires and all these protests and all this stuff. But if you step back from that, if you turn that off and don't even know that it exists, think about what your life is and your bubble that you live in. And I'm not saying it's great to live in a bubble. You need to be aware of what's going on in the world. But at the same time, that can't be – that can't control – that can't control your emotions. You, The people the, – the forest – the bushfires in Australia should not be stressing you out. Okay? There's nothing you're going to be able to do. Maybe you can donate some money or something. I don't know. Let the people in Australia worry about that. You're not going to fix it sitting on your couch watching the news. So don't worry about it. Stop stressing about it. That That's just one example. But, I mean, it's just step outside your house or your apartment or whatever and just look around. That's the world you live in. So worry about the problems where you live instead of around the world because it's just – I, I struggled with this is you just it, it's very stressful there's so many things that go on around the world the world's such a big place there's always going to be negative things happening there's always going to be some tragedy you can't you can't handle it you're not designed to handle it humans weren't designed to know what's going on all around the world all the time there's a reason that we grew up in tribes we're all just little tribes. You need to worry about your own tribe. All right. Well, that's it for today. Uh, thanks for tuning in to the Goosey Chronicles. I will uh, see you next week. Goosey out.